This podcast you're about to listen to is a controlled experiment using trained intellectual monkeys. The following episode is one of the infinite debates these monkeys have had. Remember that these are the opinions of real monkeys and may not reflect the opinions of the highly trained human scientists in charge. And most importantly, no monkeys were harmed in the making of this podcast. It's really awkward because I usually I would expect someone to have some sort of like random conversation. And you both also are looking very, very like you're ready to both beat me up with words. You're both like, here's my sheet of paper. Here's my pencil. You're not actually holding a pencil, but Gunner is. And just ready to like, I'm, I'm ready to kill. I'm ready to has fu- his fist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at least holding something. Tao's just fists on page. Tao's ready to actually fight. Gunner just wants to fight with his words. Anyway, see. we'll see which one wins. <laughs> I'm, I'm pen versus sword. I'm very intimidated. Monday, October the 8th, at the almost 1700th hour. I'm, I'm a monkey. I don't really know how to do 24-hour clock, and I don't know why they were told to do this, but that's how science works, is you have to refer to everything in 24-hour clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, present are three infinite monkeys, uh, Teo, Gunner, and Tyler, and this is Experiment 006, a discussion on whatever's on Teo's mind right now. He's looking kind of like very intense and kind of very scary, uh, scared of this. And uh, to take a uh, emotional baseline reading, how is everyone doing today? It's just after the human Thanksgiving. Um, Obviously we were given absolutely nothing to be thankful for and no food because they're selfish people. And if they fed us extra, that might actually mess up this entire experiment. Um, But having said that, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, my Thanksgiving was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, family came. It was good. Not much. Not much more to say. Yeah, mine was chill. Just hung out and had a nice relaxing Thanksgiving. How about you, Tyler? Lots of of poop flinging in your cage there, (laughs) Gunnar? Not not too much. That's that's for like Friday. That's Friday behavior. Thanksgiving is a time of like rest and, you know, break. So if we're all genetically the exact same monkey, why does Teo have family but we don't? <laughs> Answer that, Teo. <laughs> Is there something we don't know, Teo? We're all brothers here. Or brothers. Wait, Gunnar, of... did you go visit Teo and then not come visit me? Did you guys just leave me in my cage by myself? In spirit, possibly. Yeah. I'm very offended. But anyway... <laughs> Taya, what are we talking about today? I wanted to talk about um, intellectual conversations, uh, or in, uh, the difference between debating and discussion and discussing, and what makes a good discussion over a bad discussion. Yeah. So, so I was hoping we could get a bit meta on this experiment. So it's a discussion on discussions, indeed. Mm-hmm. Comparing them to debates of debates that we've had. 
Not necessarily ones that we've had. Ones that, well, we've had them all. Um, yes, we've had them all, but we're also going to have them as well. Wait, so how meta does it get? Because we've already had this discussion, but we're also having a discussion. <laughs> My head hurts. That's how it goes. So what, what, what's, what specifically about... Um, that is an intense page of notes, it is. sir. It is. <laughs> oh, he's defending it with just a fist. <laughs> so, so, so what do you mean by discussions and debates and what makes a good one? Well, it seems to me that debates and, discuss- and discussions are actually very different things. It seems to me that debates are more um, confrontational, combative, kind of one person versus the other one. Yeah, someone's trying to score points on the other guy. Right, yeah. Whereas... It, it seems to me like it's easier to make a, to, um, to, to you're looking at my page. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just <laughs> getting as close as I can to you. Um, it's, it's easier to have, um, to find truth, I think, when having a discussion than it is to, um, have a debate because debate, debating seems to be more about winning than than not yeah making your point making the other person look foolish did anyone Mm. has anyone ever looked up the connotation of debate or the denotation of debate like is that just a is that just a societal thing of like you know we have the you have i actually don't even think debate classes actually exist in high school but like let's say the tv wasn't lying to us all (laughs) and he's uh debate classes did exist is is that just again a, a societal thing of because debate classes the idea is not necessarily that you believe in what you're saying you're just trying to beat the other side of the argument or is it actually is is by definition debate means that you have to win that's a good question i'm not sure but i i, I definitely find yeah that'd be good to look up what i always i always see like uh in political debate at least and and um things like that they typically are are scored by like how the people feel about the debate as a win or a loss so you're kind of trying to gain like popular appeal right while you're making your points so it doesn't necessarily like uh, if you deliver a really good zinger to your opponent that might really register well with the voters and then you there's like these little meters that track at the bottom of these debates nowadays and they see like oh the the people are swayed towards you know team blues point or whatever right. and so it's it's typically like measured by how people feel about it hmm. i've seen but there's always it seems to be like metrics that someone's trying to to get ahead of the other person to kind of make their opinion more valid or more or less valid i guess right yeah it's interesting that we kind of grade people in debates um by what the collective thinks or feels rather than like the rationality of what they're saying yeah yeah i found it very interesting that you immediately brought it to a political uh context because uh according to the master of all-knowing knowledge google a debate by definition is a formal discussion on a particular topic in a public meeting or legislative assembly in which opposing arguments are put forward. Um, which, you know, I think is just, I just found it interesting that you were talking about politics. I think that's a very good point where it's just like, 
you know, if you want to think of a debate in a public realm, not these fake TV news um, uh, avenues that, yeah, you see debates all the time on, um, specifically in the American uh, politics. Like, I don't really think I we, you get that same yeah. debate back and right. forth in Canadian politics. There's not and, so much fervor attached to our politics compared to theirs. Yeah. And, and, and from the few times I watch their politics, I, I don't really think that they're, it seems more like a reality TV show, like regardless if Donald Trump is in office or not, like mm. it, it seems more like reality TV whereby it's like some of the things they say are not necessarily to do with the other person's platform. It's just straight up a zinger as you has kind of, kind of alluded to, um, which I don't think is uh, very productive. Um, but in terms of um, is debate by definition something that requires some sort of combativeness. I think that I just want to say that the the very last thing um, where in this definition it says in which opposing arguments are put forward, I think that almost requires it to be combative because it's basically like not necessarily that you say something and I respond or we discuss what you said, but it's more like you say something and then somewhere in this debate, someone has to say the opposite opinion of you. Right. Um, which when you say opposite opinions, that is already leading it to combativeness it's it's interesting because in discussions you can have different um, opinions being voiced and it's and often you know like the same person it's like um arguing for arguing different sides of, of of an issue whereas you would never see that in a debate you would you would always have like one person argues one side and then someone else has to argue the other side yeah, typically it's just like um, one person's kind of putting one one side of their argument forward and not really addressing the other side, kind of um, necessarily like logically or anything like that. Like right. they're not. Um, and why wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with like how they have to go about um, trying to change the other person's opinion in mind because is like that's kind of the main reason for debate is to try to sway people right one is way it or though? the other I would I think to me like that is the fundamental basis of what debate is like it, like just just the way like people tackle it like you would think that you know yes it's the way to sway people's opinion but it, to me just the way of you know you you if you're scoring people's debates, I don't think that necessarily lends pe swaying people's opinion. Like you can, you can, I, I, I don't know if this is the, the, the best one-to-one -one analogy, but I'm just kind of thinking like you can, for example, have um, a sports team and, you know, you could have one sports team that is winning every single game it doesn't necessarily gonna make anyone sway their opinion that that sports team is now their favorite or the best one just because right. they're winning based on points well that's not hmm. always the case because there's a a lot of people do bandwagon jumping once one team is being like canada is is really really good for that so if there's one uh canadian hockey team in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, all of Canada gets behind that one team. So well, they, they, to some degree, they they kind of 
do do that in the but if you if you want to that could continue just be like the analogy that could just be like a nationality thing it's kind of like you know you you can have um say in u.s politics you know you're 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 running for whoever the representative of the entire federal republican party is um regardless of who gets to the end if you're a if you're a republican you're still going to get behind that person if the same thing like you're, you're in the ahl and uh you have the one hockey team who gets to the stanley cup final and it's a canada canadian team versus a american team most of canada is going to get behind the canadian team but that's just because just because that's the closest thing to your group right or your opinion yeah so you you do like i think that that uh hits on a really important point that typically what we do see with the debate is a, a large deal of tribalism come into play uh, where people might not actually be voicing the best the best argument simply because they identify with their argument the most uh, so like for all intents and purposes Washington Capitals might be the best team but you know, all these Canadians still really love Ottawa Senators or something. Um, so I think kind of like the, to some degree, they, 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 the, the entire point of a debate to me, I think, is to sway the other side's opinion. Um, if you were to have a team, like if we want to keep on going with this analogy, a team that that was so good that that just trounced your team so well or all these other teams that you just had to jump onto that like you're just like i'm just amazed by how successful this team is how you know they just have all of the right ideals they just really go for me um it, so like if you were uh, approached with that type of a of an argument or that team to join um and it was so well put forth in a debate or in a in a game then you would be swayed to join it or 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 jump onto it i think that would be like the pinnacle of what debate is meant to achieve so if if, if you're talking from that way though is 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 it is you you see at least i see i start seeing this dichotomy whereby a debate is something that um lends itself to have groups of people um and it's one group or one tribe if we go with that um or one team trying to beat another team or to get more people onto their team or into their tribe or whatever whereas does that automatically then make a discussion have to lend itself to a a discussion between people on the same team like is, is, is that be. is that been like a debate between people on the same team i don't know uh, that that's that's something i'm also curious but what what is what what is the difference between the debate and discussion so what what is it what is a discussion it seems to me it's more likely to be between individuals uh, and i i don't think they have to be on the same team well, I guess it depends on the context because like, like, um, if you have a discussion, um, whereby you're a, a, again, let's go with the politics, you're a Republican party and you're, and you're, and you're trying to get the 
Republican vote in, say, New York City. You have, you know, three Republicans running to be the Republican representative in New York City. Now, each of those Republican representatives, depending on which order you look at, you can have different groupings. You can either say they're all in the same group because you look at the Republicans or that, you know, each of them are in a different group because they each have their own team. Right. And you can even look at it with within that own that own team. There's a different group because you have sure. to choose who in that team is going to be the representative for your team. Right. Um, so there are different levels of yeah. Depend depending on so depending on the context, it's like well, if if you're having if you're if you're in a scenario whereby and, and you're having you're trying to figure out what's best for your team that lends itself to a discussion so like let's say you're choosing out of whoever mm. in, in in your republican platform is like you have these three teams and you're one of these three teams and you're choosing out of your tiny team which one is represented going to, going to be the representative that's a discussion who do you think is the best and but then again that also just might be a debate too because it, mm. you're, you're trying to put your own you're trying to win you're in theory like there might be people who are like no 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 i don't i don't want to be the representative of this team i'm just here to help but it's the second you'd be like two people fighting for that representation it's then a debate question mark like it seems it seems like it it would be or like i i i kind of think that when i'm when I, now, now that i'm saying it out loud it's it's like a debate which I initially disagreed with is a debate has to be, is just basically the combative aspect. Like once you put someone could win and you're having a discussion whereby someone could win discussion and get a reward from it, that's a debate. If you're doing um, a thing that involves what's best for everyone and you're kind of saying, okay, for all of us, what's the best decision we could all make to go to, to make the best outcome for all of us, that's a discussion. So like before, when okay. we're talking about um, exactly, uh, you know, what should be our next discussion, or our, funny enough, I say the word discussion, what should be our next uh, topic or where we should go next, that's a discussion we have and we, and, and we as three monkeys are sitting here being like, okay, this is the best organic topic to segue into. But none of us necessarily win by being the topic because we all kind of put these topics to forward and whoever wins or whoever's topic gets chosen, it's not like that person wins and they're the, they're a better monkey. Um, you know, they might get like an extra few kibbles of food, but like <laughs> you don't really win. It's not like you're now a free monkey. Um, and, but if you're in a scenario where one of us just like, you know, got like a brand new golden cage now it's a debate because now we're kind of fighting for who's the best because i'm now more invested in it right like if, if there was some sort of reward system from it where i got a golden cage i would freaking probably start either strangling gunner with my words or physically strangling gunner and this would be a giant poop flinging match until whoever got the best poop shot i i, I don't know i kind of disagree with the the uh, personalization of it because i don't necessarily think a debate has to have any personal aspect to it what do you mean by personal like like um it doesn't have to be like you have a golden cage now or i have a golden cage now 
Um, well, it could be a group. Like, it doesn't have to be personal, but do you not agree with the reward system aspect I don't, of it? I don't think that it has to... No, I don't think that it's a, a rewarding... I don't think that it necessarily requires rewards well, and, or, or has to have a reward or anything like that. And why do you think that? And, well, if I was going to... If I was going to try to differentiate what a discussion is from a debate, I would say, like rewards have very little to do with it and it's more to do with um it's a style of communication one would be centered around two like the uh, google search said uh two two arguments i'm not going to go so far as to say like i agree with opposing because i don't think that they necessarily have to be opposing black and white or anything like that um, but just two different arguments that are related that um kind of center around the entire conversation and so each each party that's taking part in it would be either making points for or against the other party's position and i think that's hmm. where a debate really centers is that it is uh in regards to like one topic but two interpretations of it and and you're trying you're kind of vying for um kind of intellectual dominance in a perfect world over the other interpretation of this um whatever it is like if you say green i say blue i'm pro blue you're pro green um and we're trying to discuss decide which color is the best um i'll be making points for it and against it and 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 the entire conversation kind of centers around that. You can't just be like, well, uh, red is bad too. So like, cause that doesn't have anything to do with it. Then it starts becoming more of a conversation because once you start adding into these like multi facets into it, then you start to kind of discuss the potential, uh, interpretations of what the best color is hmm. rather than just, okay, it's this color or the other color. So a debate is really reductive because it takes a, a conversation down into two facets and, and you have to kind of make points for it against those facets. And, and then a conversation is kind of trying to look at the, the scope of the problem. That so, would be kind of how I would differentiate it, not based on rewards. It sounds like what you're saying is that um, conversations or discussions um, put the speakers in more of an objective place and they're like okay here are these ideas and we're just going to discuss these ideas yeah I, I would I definitely yeah i'd say that and then a debate sort of ties the the people to specific ideas and so like you kind of like hold an idea banner and yeah and, 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 and ar you're argue for it well you're shoehorned into being for your side and against the other side and so that's the crucial aspect is that you're a representative of your banner and and you're trying to uh dissuade the other positions now what i'm wondering is what are the implications of um on, on the actual truth or the actual merits of the ideas um when you're not all agreeing to look objectively at the ideas and instead are sort of tying yourself to them and, you know, trying to use uh, non-rational means of mm -hmm. uh, supporting your, your case. 
Um, well, I would, I would think that, so I would think that conversations are a way that we refine our points to be able to differentiate which are the best. And so if you're, if you're at a point where you're debating things that are, you know, empirically falsifiable, like just outright wrong, I, I think that should serve as a very good, like wake up call alarm that you should kind of step back and, and start having a discussion and looking at more objectively the problems that you're, you're being approached with. Okay. I do have, I do have, I, so I, I to, to help me wrap my head around this, um, try to, I think I know what you're going to say. Um, but I have one scenario in, 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 in mind that I want to discuss, uh, that I want to put forward and then tell me if it's a, if you think it's a discussion or debate. Um, cause firstly, I, 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 at this point, I'm kind of thinking that the discussion and debate automatically, if, if you, if you take, um, Gunner's interpretation that it has to be a spectrum, like now, now you basically have a, a slider bar and the right is debate and the left is discussion because mm -hmm because I still think you can debate with three topics. You have three political parties, there's a debate. You have four political parties, there's a debate. And then at some point it switches to a discussion because mm -hmm. you have so many conversation pieces that you physically could not have a debate in a classical sense because it's just kind of like, this is my idea, this is my idea. Like you, you, you couldn't possibly exhaust, unless you had infinite time, exhaust every, to, to say every single reason why you're, point you want to make is the best but at some level that is kind of what is happening like if we have multiple political parties um so say going on the color one like uh red blue and green so we have these three colors and i'm pro green i can say i'm pro green and then and then also say a, a anti-red argument and then kind of like separately also have an anti-blue argument so those are just uh, you can just frame those as 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 separate debates rather than than conversations i think because at the right. at the crux of it you're you're still addressing a single problem and and you're offering a, an ultimate solution to something that has many many um possible solutions but but so but, but as you have more groups Mm -hmm. you you couldn't you could no longer make those debates happen because you would be limited by the time that you have because as you as you increase the amount of opinions or objects or whatever in your set for your debate like you have three that's easy that's just six different arguments you have to make you add four yeah, well, now it's well now it's twenty four, and it quickly expands. So I, I it think comes you kind of overcomplicate the problem in that respect because not everything has an infinite amount of uh, points to make. Like if okay, taking the colors, going on that, um, not like you have it's a spectrum, so you could literally pick any color in in the uh, spectrum of of wavelengths or whatever, and and it would be different from a, another one that you would pick. But people aren't going to be like, oh, I choose this specific 435 nanometer. It's going to be more general, like yellow or green or blue. So I don't think it's ever going to like yeah, people. People aren't so complex that they're going to be like, well, 
taking a real world example, um, uh, abortion. Yeah. Um, there's pro-abortion or pro-life. Are they pro-abortion? Is that what it's pro-choice? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that sounded wrong. Um, so, so that's kind of reduced it to a debate. But, but in in if, if you actually want to kind of take a broader context, broader look at it, um, it, it could be reframed as a conversation wherein other options be like um, contraception or or whatever, like pro contraception. Um, that's every bit as valid uh, a point in the, in the whole what are we going to do with unborn babies question as uh, removing them from a womb or um, letting them go to term. Like th that's every bit as valid, yet it's not something that people really talk about in the debate because right. the debate isn't framed that way. The debate is pro-life versus pro-choice. So conversations allow us to talk about the details and maybe more nuanced positions. Yeah. Well, maybe in a debate you could you could still have nuance, but you you, you can only speak with nuance on like sort of the canonical positions, like the, like the main positions. Yeah, like if I'm going to say like, well, uh, if I'm going to debate a pro 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 choice person or something. Um, and 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 I'm gonna say, well, what you're doing is wrong or whatever, and and they they would take it as if I'm being pro-life, but I could be taking it from the stance of, hey, let's have a discussion because I think you should have just like had more birth control or something, more access to birth control. Like maybe we should address these problems in society rather than what's happening, kind of thing. And this is in, in a discussion. Yeah, right. but but like. Um, Typically, if you were to approach someone like that, the debate is already framed in such a way that it's you're either one side or the other. So right. it's kind of we're already past that point. Right. I, I still think there's a slight issue with this line of thinking because if you you're 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 basically forcing the 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 framework to be on any category that's discrete or you're or you're saying that if there is a continuous spectrum of categories such as colors the debate would automatically be reduced to a discrete amount of colors i think that's just, finite which which makes sense I you, think can, you can't, you can't discuss a, every single hexadecimal code of colors <laughs> yeah that's like the nature of our human overlords really like. but my <laughs> there, there there's a slight the 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 the, the issue that i that i have with these type of um, lines of thinking is it, it to me it kind of goes back to the you know it might it might be my scientific thought process um, uh, more than my logical thought process because the thing that I don't like about forcing it or or, or assuming it to be discrete or something like that is to me you're you're kind of setting yourself up for a um a like a false scientific law per se so like what you're kind of doing is you're saying you're you're, you're defining your environment by saying it, it, it under under discrete variables this is a debate or under discrete variables this mm -hmm. is a discussion mm -hmm. um now what that's kind of what that's similar to is that's kind of like the law of gravity on earth this is the law of gravity or you could extrapolate the law of gravity as it became more nuanced 
in the Milky Way galaxy, this is the law of gravity. It still holds. Um, but the second you take that law to some other galaxy, the law, Newton's law of gravity no longer holds. So what's the, like, yes, you could, you have this, you're, you're, you're making this definition. Um, and, 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 and if you look, so if you look at it from a historical standpoint, the reason why the, the law of gravity's definition evolves that way is because under, under uh, uh, this mammalian knowledge is we just basically adapted the, this law as we could physically measure new things. So when we, before the space age, we made a law of gravity. Mm -hmm. uh, whoever made that? Plato? Or was it? No, it was Newton. What Newton, talking about? yeah. <laughs> it's called the law of gravity. Um, Plato's law of gravity. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then when you started getting telescopes and mm -hmm. um, sending rockets to space, well, we had more data and more areas we could look, so we adapted the law of gravity and well, now and what now is the law of gravity just 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 the idea of when you just the equation equals the, ma yeah, yeah. The, equals the, sum MA, of, yeah. the sum of all forces equals mass times acceleration yeah um now or mass times your gravity constant basically your 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 the acceleration which you're being pulled to a mass um yeah now um but like that that holds throughout the whole universe no yeah, that no. to my understanding, it it's not, not just it is, galaxy wide. It, 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 it? Yeah. Is galaxy I thought wide. it was like dependent on our no, universe. So, so F always it, equals that. It's, it's like no, Einstein it's e equals no. m c no. squared. No, can you Google that? Can you bring it up? Because I I don't I don't believe I can this. tell I can hundred percent tell you as a Google fact. Google it. I'm not going to Google it. No, you got to Google that. But okay, <laughs> at some at some level, at some level, facts can't be debatable. Like. No, so what happened is there was these conversations and we refined our point yeah. to to know what is the definitive truth. Like yeah. we we know for a fact mm -hmm. that the sun's going to come up because uh, rotational gravitational laws or whatever. So at, at some point, uh, you, you can't keep like debating facts that you can't have well, a debate on fact if a thing is a fact. Like provable yeah. mathematicals, yeah. like I, I agree, and and the, the, where, where 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 I was going with this is that um, the issue, the, the thing about uh, the the law of gravity is that it, it, it the actual equation um, and the nuances to it evolved as you went to different places. So you went to the moon; it changed very slightly. Now you're having um, f equals k mass k mass plus other mass divided by r squared i can't remember the exact equation off the top of my head but like now you start having like the gravity between celestial bodies and you um and it just gets more complicated and um the 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 issue that i have is that that you're you're defining a discussion you're defining a debate under an environment knowing that that environment could be bigger I'm, yeah but I mean, like, what else are you gonna do? It it it, just, it to me it's just, it, to me it's just weird to 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 then say there is this there is this we're gonna make a theory sure that doesn't hold well, depending on the context. That's why I mean in science that's why you keep adapting the theory and you you 
it's it's a continuous process. Yeah, but 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 the, but the science the science is adapting it as the new data comes in. Well, here here when let's say you know you're you're defining you you're enforcing. But you're that, also that, you're that, also looking over old data at the same time. Yeah, but but like let, let's okay. say let's say you have a, you have a library of data, mm -hmm. and let's just assume that your algorithm's perfect. Okay, as the as, as you have this library of data set, or this this library of data. Okay, you add one new thing and your mega supercomputer automatically readjusts your theory mm -hmm. and you add another piece of data it automatically readjusts your theory automatically readjusts your theory sure. um the the the, the slight the, the the slight thing that i'm not entirely comfortable with if you take if you're if you're saying what's a discussion what's a debate and you're saying well a discussion or a debate has to have a discrete one like we could have two opinions or three opinions or four opinions, but once you get to 20 opinions, it can no longer be a debate um, or a thousand that can no longer be a debate. My, my, my issue is that what you're kind of doing is you're saying that this is my definition of a debate, but you, but you have in your library of data, it's kind of like you're ignoring these data points you already have. I think uh, you have to confine a debate to something, right? Because humans are yeah. the debaters, <laughs> and we are we are finite beings. And just for humans the record, are finite beings, monkeys. Just for the record, Newton's laws are are like applicable throughout the universe. Yeah. They okay, only break. Let me, let me let me draw they, some knowledge on you right now. You're break, challenging me. They only break down in term in like places that are very small or very high gravity or or, or when you're going very fast. F equals M. So, it doesn't go away. So, like so, when you get to masses infinity, it becomes a problem. Or when you get to mass being close to zero, it does become a problem. Because have, then, what is f? Have you ever? But but this that is it. Have you? Have, Andromeda has have, the same f equals ma. Have you ever? Have you ever looked up the 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 physics behind dark matter? Okay, dark matter doesn't apply to to, to Newton's laws because yes, because they were unbeknownst to him at the time. It doesn't apply to Newton's laws, but. The idea is that dark the theory of dark matter was invented to fix Newton's laws in different galaxies. Yeah. So it was also like as an attempt to fix Einstein's. It was also laws. An attempt to fix light light but, laws. But 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 between those, because you have so so Newton's so so the, the you you have this general equation. It's some of the forces equals ma. You can then take the acceleration and you can manipulate that. So if you're if you're doing centripetal acceleration. Um, a then becomes v squared over r, um, I believe, um, and so when you're so 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 the Newton's law applies a, a general linear acceleration, but you also have but also includes um, centripetal acceleration, sure. and the 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 issue is is that in different galaxies so and and how centripetal acceleration basically works is let's say you take a you take a wheel and you spin it um, any any wheel. The, the outside of the wheel will always spin faster than the inside of the wheel. Yeah. If it doesn't, you have broken <laughs> all Milky Way and, and most other galaxies. You, you've broken most galaxies in terms of Newton's law. Um, because if, if, if they didn't spin, if, if the inside didn't spin slower than the outside, you'd basically tear the wheel apart. Because um, there's a less distance to go. Now there are galaxies that we can observe with a microscope that spin. Telescope. In telescope. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <We're all> bigger. <laughs> Tiny galaxy. <laughs> and uh, anyway, you can you can look at galaxies through it through through a telescope that have 
um, uniform speed of spinning at all points in their galaxy. And a galaxy is usually a sphere. So the, the inside spins just as fast as the outside, and which breaks Newton's law, which is why they said, and they said, like, we can actually calculate the mass of this galaxy using science because science can calculate mass from 70 billion light years away. Um, just looking at light diffraction and stuff like sure. that and um, gravity waves and whatever. Um, and they, they're they basically like, we know the mass of this galaxy, but it spins at a uniform speed from the center of the galaxy to the outside of the galaxy. The only physical way that that could even work is if there was mass that we physically cannot see, hence dark matter. So they pretty much invent, they theorize dark matter to make Newton's law work. Now, technically, you could say if if a dark matter is true newton's laws hold up in the entire universe true if dark matter doesn't exist newton's laws don't hold up so it's kind of but here's the thing so so it what newton's laws do get right is they're a very good approximation of how things behave uh kind of around our sun at our speed and stuff like that and so and so yeah it doesn't really account for things like dark matter or or super like close to close to light speed or um infinite infinite mass like black holes and stuff like that but it's a very good approximation so i don't know i just wanted it to be clear like it does hold up if you if you're on like a, yeah. a galaxy that's similar to the milky way that near a sun or or something that's relatively around the same size going the same speed it should be good approximation I just, I, yeah, and I, and I, and I just don't like the idea. I, I my, my main thing is, I just, is the science to me is like, why am I making a theory that is only in a like, like I'm not making a theory, I'm making a model. You're making a model of what a discussion is or a debate is, but you're not making the equation, and that just kind of irks me. But because I, think, I like math. But I think at some point you have to kind of, you have to do what Newton did and stick your flag in at some point so yeah. that you can get a good approximation because. If, if I wasn't going to say, well, no, like this still holds up um, and, and not and not kind of be able to debate that, then then people would just like religious people at the time or whatever, whoever he was fighting uh, hook, I think, was one of his enemies. Um, he, like he wouldn't have held up with that, that that belief that we've kind of been able to refine over these years. So it's it's good to have these like debates because they enable you to strike a position that approximates what is right and then you can kind of get a, a guidance towards where we should go from here because if we didn't have the idea okay well look in these very rare circumstances newton's laws do break down then we wouldn't be able to kind of take that debate forward uh, and start placing other theories forward to explain that like dark mm -hmm. matter theory so it's really important that even if it, it doesn't uh, describe the entire uh, problem even if it does its, its best job at describing the solution or the problem or whatever at hand um, it's really important to still take those right yeah that's the only way that we can build our knowledge so i have to do that i have a, i have a question for you is it a debate if i don't care the outcome yeah, if you're still willing to, like, if you're still, you can have a lazy debate, like it just well, not, 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 not lazy. So, 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 
my 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 question is you you can have like there's the classic easy example if someone's playing devil's advocate and just arguing mm-hmm. the other side that's a debate because it's technically requiring you to defend your opinion yeah. but I, I guess now if 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 it's a scenario whereby i really don't care what your opinion is is it still a debate like i'm just throwing random shit at you just to i mean i think it's a debate if the goal is to win like if if you're just taking an arbitrary side and your objective is to is to like win the debate and out, out argue the other side what if you're what if your entire intent is just to make them lose that's the same thing is it though so 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 what if like like so i would argue you could have a debate without even holding a personal opinion of the of the idea of itself you can just be like no i just think you're wrong i don't have a personal opinion at like like for example atheists versus um theists it's kind of of a classic example of atheists don't have a good explanation of what's going on but they just are like well no we just think you're wrong so what if it's like a scenario and i'll and i'll use kind of maybe an easy scenario uh, like like a like a like a like a moral ish scenario whereby um let's go to the only thing that comes to my mind right now is um people have very strong opinions on political correctness and so uh, for whatever, uh, let's frame this in an actual scenario. So, you know, the, 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 the recent one is that, um, people of, uh, my, uh, people in minority groups of different sexual orientations, they should, the, the character they're playing should be that sexual orientation. So like if the character is gay, the actor should be gay or okay. whatever, whatever. Um, now, in that scenario, um, let's say that someone is very, very supportive of that opinion, and I come in, and literally I just one ask them why do they think that? They give me a point, and I just give them a different point. They give me a point, I just give them a different point. But it's not necessarily that my opinion holds in any singular one direction. Like basically, I'm just there to be like, does your opinion hold when I put it to critique? Because now, because really all I'm doing is I'm just critiquing your opinion because I, I, I personally don't care what, like to, to an extent, right. I would like you to have my opinion, but to me, I, I, I don't want to, I don't think I can, I don't think anyone can necessarily change anyone's opinion with the debate to an extent. Um, I agree with that. Um, but what, what I think you can do is you can make people make sure that you can make people be sure that they have a really good opinion yeah. by pinpointing um, speci- you, you, you listen to what they say and you prod at it and you, and you critique what they're saying with maybe, have you thought about this or have you thought about this? Um, right. and, and my goal is literally just to either one, make sure that your opinion still holds because maybe you've thought of everything and I actually think it's logical. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I never thought of it that way. Like I'm actually kind of learning from this experience Mm -hmm. because they're giving, because they could either defend it and I learn something or they don't defend it and well, you lose. I don't necessarily win. I'm just, hopefully you realize that there's a hole in your opinion and you either learn to fix it or you hopefully change your opinion. But I don't, I don't care what the outcome of that scenario is. Is that a debate? Yeah, that's a good question because you're not arguing for anything, really. You're just arguing against something. You're being a critic. 
Yeah. Is, is, so, so is, is critiquing stuff mm -hmm. a debate? Um, or is a critique a discussion? But well, yeah, you know, I, th I, th I think it. I I feel like I need to defer to that to that definition you read earlier. Like, uh, is it in public or is it not? <laughs> well, I feel the, like it I, comes I down to numbers. I don't even think that works. Like, I don't even necessarily debate works. Like, it, like it has to be public. I think I, th like, if it's two people in private, is that just an argument now? Uh, like, is that still like, is that is that how that works? Yeah. Well, we could just keep attaching identifiers on different groups of people arguing different things. Like two people arguing. Yeah. Three people is a not an argument, and then four is a debate. <laughs> like, where's the line that debate is then? Because basic, well, because basically, how I, how I think I stand with like on these words, argument, crit, uh, argument, critiquing, debating, discussion is, I don't have discussions. I don't have. Okay. I okay, I'll, I'll correct this. I don't, I don't argue and I don't debate, I critique. So I don't necessarily, uh, I don't frame how I say things in a way of saying, this is my opinion, listen to me. I try to say, mm -hmm. well, have you thought about this? Like, let's, let, let's go to- um, That doesn't sound like much of a critique. That sounds more of like coaxing and, and discussion, if anything, because well, it, you're it, trying it, to get the, it, the listener to- It, 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 it depends, it kind of depends how much information I have initially so so let's go to um earlier today uh kind of personal story that gunner's in um just because it's relevant um gunner was being uh coerced uh to do a human experiment and uh not a not an experiment on humans <laughs> a experiment for a human um and uh basically you were saying that you know this assay didn't work and i'm gonna i'm gonna slightly like embellish the story just to make the point clear um this assay doesn't work like nothing's working it's stupid this assay is garbage um now technically technically because i'm you gave me a piece of information i was coercing you because how i responded was well how do you know your cell density or the amount of cells in your plate didn't change because if you have no cells you wouldn't get a signal it's like that's not the assay not working that's the fact that for some reason you have no cells that's completely so you have nothing to measure in the first place um so if i didn't know what that that he had an issue with cells now it's critique but because i because he kind of already implied that he did have an issue with these cells there it's coercion so i i think it's still technically the same thing just coercion makes it so i have information so i can critique you in a certain way i don't uh, i don't even disagree with that or i don't even agree with that though like to me that's more of just discussion on the topic like if we were going to be having a debate it would be a debate on whether or not um it's working like the assay itself or whatever the test um you would be kind of if you want to frame it like a debate, it would be you would be pro assay working. I would be pro anti assay not working, and we would be kind of trying to have a yeah. centered yeah. debate based on the facts yeah. that we both have access to. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily a critique. Now that is uh, when you reduce mm -hmm. it to that is 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 a debate. Yeah. It's not you critiquing, or it's or it's not anything like that. It's one side versus another. And there's a clear delineation of who is right and who is wrong, but we 
don't have the the, the data of of what's going on right there. Yeah. Right. So so I think that carries over into into like uh, what debates are as a whole. You can argue aside and not be fully informed on it. That doesn't that doesn't make it not a debate, right? Like, and 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 just because uh, one person is approaching the situation, um, and and they're and they're saying, "Well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that?" They're still maybe unbeknownst to them taking a position um, that is contrarian to the position that they've been. Um, they've been, they've been like shown. See, I, 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 I like sometimes yes. And, and like sometimes yes, if, if, if I'm questioning your opinion, I, I can just, you can infer that I'm debating a side that I don't know. Like, but in, in, in certain, I, I'm kind of getting to this weird opinion or this weird like thought bubble whereby, um, if I don't, if I'm in a scenario whereby I'm just taking the information you give me and asking you questions about it, and let's say that I'm, I'm critiquing you, mm-hmm. um, and if I don't care the outcome of whatever this scenario is, I can't be debating because I, I really don't care. I'm just trying. To, I'm just making sure that you're your best person. That's that it's not a debate. I'm just trying to make you the best person you can be. Um, so, so there's no way for you to fail. Yeah. And, the, and, and but the, basically you lose or you win, like the person I'm talking to wins or loses. I, I'm just a part impartial third party, but you, you could always, uh, there could be situations where you could have done better. Like you could have um, thought of like uh, as a critiquer. I could yeah, have done. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I can be a better or worse critiquer. And, 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 and I don't know, like where I'm trying to go with this is I'm not sure what, your initial plans or with this discussion or this, this debate topic. But um, I, I, I just kind of came to a potential epiphany, at least in my um, awesome. linguistic um, interpretations, whereby I, I, I try my best not to debate. I, I know, I know as, as Gunnar said, there can be scenarios whereby a debate can happen, but I think that that usually there's some sort of like emotional attachment to it. Um, which I don't think is helpful to you trying to change someone or yourself. Yeah. Like once you throw emotion to it, I now, would, I would, okay, just okay, a yes, point of contention d- because emotional appeals are actually one of the best ways to win a debate. Okay. I feel, okay. I'll, I'll correct myself. I feel really dirty when I do that because, because it's, 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 it's no longer based in facts. It's now based in some sort of mm-hmm. other, it's, it's based yeah. in the, it's based in the, emo, the, the other knowledge of humans. Some humans have intellectual logic knowledge and they have this emotional knowledge. I don't like changing people's opinions on emotional knowledge. Why I think, not? I, I, I don't know. I just think it's kind of dirty. Why is it dirty? But, uh, can we get into that in a sec? Okay. Um, sure. Okay. Now, I think it's um, good. And, and the, 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 the what I just wanted to finish the yeah, point yeah. of I, I I I so I try not to debate I try to I try to critique and what was the other thing I try not to argue there's no point in arguing because arguing is just a huge it's usually just a huge emotional response like between two couples you're just arguing and, and you're just yelling you're just motions back and forth there's okay. no there's no so you don't concrete mean like logic. Uh, premise premise conclusion kind of arguing yeah you, you mean yeah. just yeah combative stuff um because you technically in a way like to me premise premise argument like an essay is 
kind of a debate in a way. Just you have no opponent. Well, that's exactly what um, you were just saying before. If you don't care about the outcome, is well, here, there's the thing like 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 with the, to me like an essay is you have no opponent. You're just throwing your piece of paper on mm-hmm. your teacher's desk and. But whereas a, whereas a critique, I have someone I'm physically talking to. Well, you can crit- you can criticize someone else's argument or essay that's in true. an essay. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> anyway. This is <laughs> so, not, anyway, not, sorry, not, yeah. not the point yeah. I want to make. Yeah, yeah. And then so so for me, I yeah, I I think that if you, it, to me, if I want to change people's opinions, I like it in a critiquing fashion because mm-hmm. then I'm not putting emotion into the scenario. They might give me emotion, mm-hmm. but I'm not putting it in. So so so. Every every opinion change or every um, viewpoint change or every epiphany that they have is entirely internalized in them because right. it's their emotions causing it. It's not like so I don't feel manipulative because I'm not throwing my own emotion into it because maybe their opinion will change. You know, maybe if they if they if they if they have a relationship with me, whether that's friendship or love or whatever, maybe their opinion will change solely on like a surface level to appease me to make me not feel hurt like if mm. i'm yelling at them right um but yeah. if but if it's entirely their own emotion and it's all their internal body i think that's almost a permanent change um and then so and the other thing is so to me best way to change someone's opinion critique and then if you need to and and, and to help your critique of that person you have a discussion and and, and to me discussion kind of lands on more of a polite interrogation (laughs) Um, because sometimes you can't properly critique because you don't have all the information to properly um, assess the situation. So you have to prod. So so, so you have to prod. But but, but but you're not like interrogating to get something out of it. It just, and and you just kind of get trying to get information out of them in some capacity, but you don't really have an outcome of reason why you're not going to arrest them. You're just being social and checking for cues. And because sometimes people just, you know, like, and the reason why I use like polite interrogation or Mm -hmm. uh, instead of discussion is like to me, some people think discussion is like you're sitting around a turkey dinner and you're talking about uh, how your day went and, you know, how delicious this food is. Like there's not, you're just yeah. gathering random pieces of information and just mm-hmm. casual small talk or type of a thing. That could also be discussion. But if you kind of frame it in an interrog- a polite interrogation to get more information to critique them more. It's a bit more focused. It's a bit more focused. And, you know, I think that that is the best way to change someone's opinion. And I think in that answer, that long-winded answer I mm-hmm. had, I, I think I explained why I don't like throwing emotion into things. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you because you asked me like in that like why do yeah. I like using emotion and I th- and I think that's and I, and I and I think that's the reason is because if I throw emotion into it, it it it's not I I feel like I'm I'm doing it a disservice because it's mm-hmm. it's either not going to be a permanent change in them or their 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 opinion or their in their their change might just be on a surface level they might not truly internalize it they're just doing yeah. it to appease me well you said you said it makes you feel dirty and yeah. i thought that was an interesting choice of words yeah so so like to i i, I definitely see the benefit to it because like when you when you when you i think that a lot of people have a very strong emotional response and the nice thing about emotional response is two things and uh, like if you have like an emotional debate or something with mm-hmm. and, and you're trying to strip these emotions is the nice thing about emotions is that you um 
everyone has them usually very strongly um it it, whereas if you start dealing with um more of like a a logical inquisitive kind of fact-based approach some people might not understand that specific line of questioning or might not um Mm -hmm. usually it's under you don't understand it actually because you know let's say that um uh you know i want to let's just say stop using plastic plastic straws for whatever reason um you stop using plastic straws and i'm just saying this these are the facts why it's bad that's not interesting to a lot of people because they don't see the the impact of that but if i somehow you know add a motion to it um this is a very stupid example. Uh, Let's say my, mm-hmm. my, my grandmother choked on a plastic sure. straw and died. I really should have used a better example, like Alzheimer's disease. But right. if, 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 if I said that, people are like, oh, my grandmother died too. And now there's an attachment to it. But the, the objective changes there. Because if you're, if, if you're, if you're, just, if, if you're try, just trying to make like a purely like logical argument, you might be, you might be uh, referring to, like, I don't know, the economics of making straws and distributing them or uh, the materials or something and and your conclusion would be something like um oh, i don't know it's uh, it's inefficient or mm-hmm. bad for the environment or something or mm-hmm. like, like you'd have some sort of uh, cost benefit like quantified analysis for it whereas um once you um bring in the emotions it the the, the objective becomes to con to con to to evoke like uh, some some emotion in other people, so that they are like against buying plastic straws, or you know, like they they have like this visceral. I so, don't like this. This so, is bad. So they have know? this visceral. I don't like this. this is bad. But yeah. do they truly understand why, or do or do now, or do or 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 now is it a scenario whereby because they're so emotionally invested in mm-hmm. for whoever you triggered that emotion and, and this hatred towards plastic straws that they just have these very small bullet points that they have mm-hmm. without which are very you know superficial superficial things like 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 for example you know a lot of people have um uh uh uh, talked about you know how uh everything that isn't organic is terrible right and and Mm -hmm. and they and 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 they're like yeah that that sounds great people are emotionally behind it and then they and then they have these very um and then when we discussed this but they had these very like superficial points whereby it's like uh organic doesn't use pesticides which is a lie um organic uh is better for the environment which is a lie um etc right like like they Mm -hmm. say these things but they don't and and they memorize these points but they don't really understand the understand the entire nuance of the situation Mm -hmm. um and it's not to say every full point they have is a lie but in, in in the organic case they're very emotional and they just have these few bullet points that just they they don't understand it so like i feel very dirty saying to to make someone have an opinion under emotional standpoint if they don't understand the opinion because like yes it's again it's a great marketing tool and i can and i and and, and a lot of successful business people have got people to buy a whole bunch of shit on emotion and made a shit ton of money out of emotion I, I kind of feel dishonest about it because it's like you don't know you really don't understand why you're buying it sure you're for my cause but you don't know really why you're for my cause. I think 
Oh, Gunner, Gunner is Gunner. Gunner likes dying. I can you wiggle wiggle the cable in the bottom? Maybe, maybe. Um, I'm going to quickly pause this, and we're back. All right. So I I think emotion is important to have in an argument because um, it helps you as a speaker to be understood by people as a whole. Uh, if if something is actually really like near and dear to your heart. Uh, I think it's important to kind of like let people, let your audience know that because if you are established to be like a credible speaker or something like that, and then you're showing, you know, some type of an emotional appeal to something, it kind of makes it, mm. you know, it, it, it punctuates the importance perhaps of this thing like like it might not just be because uh your grandma choked on a plastic straw <laughs> but but it might be because like there's a there's a thing like a plastic island the size of texas out in the in the ocean that's like threatening to kill all of humanity or something crazy like that and maybe like you've seen that and maybe you seeing that moved you so much that like you can't really convey that type of, of feeling with words. And, and you know, if, if, if anyone has ever seen uh, the oil fields of Canada, like it's really, really depressing. And, and you can't really like get across how destructive these processes are without kind of, you know, it, if you're from an ecological kind of pro ecosystem kind of guy, uh, without showing some emotion, so I think it, it might seem as though uh, it, it's it's intellectually dishonest, but I think it's very effective when you're trying to communicate with other people uh, yeah. the 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 importance and the direness of our circumstances at times because they are really bad sometimes. Like we, there was just this report that we have 12 years to clean up all of climate change, or we are literally all going to die. That's been a fact for like 10 years. Yeah. Well, now they're like, hey, it's 12 years. You got 12 years. Because it's, it's, it's always been 2030 has been when the world was fucked. Yeah, no. And so and so now it's we're, we're 12 years out now. And so it's it's like important, I think, that people get like emotional and upset about that and show that because me harping on all day about, oh, 12 years, you know, the climate's screwed, CO2 emissions. No one cares about that. But when I actually show some emotion, like it's, it's a lot more of a, of a rallying thing. And so it might be a little bit dishonest, but if, if the point of these debates and conversations is to infect a change, there, I yeah, think that they're yeah. fair game. Okay. So yeah, when the objective is to like get people like riled up, yeah, then you, it's, it's hard to do that with facts or yeah, no, like just, it's very hard oh, as oh. as as science has, has shown nobody's and, really cared because we've known climate change is going to destroy us since like the 1960s um, I, th I think there, i think there's possibly possibly here a a disconnect mm -hmm. um i don't know if disconnect is the right word i want to use because there's definitely two ways to use an emotional argument there's the one way where there, there's the lazy way whereby you don't know how to really get your point across. So you're going to go really hard on emotion and that can really benefit you or it can really backfire in a it, debate. It, it, yeah. In, in swaying anyone's opinion. So like right, it right. could, it could really help you if you're an anti-vaxxing cause, if you're um, like Donald Trump appeals a lot to people's emotional um, logic um 
and you can really, really benefit from it. Um, but I think that there is also a, 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 a potential to suggest that people aren't good at relaying facts well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and, and I say that from um, my experience teaching other monkeys, uh, other and other humans on some occasion, um, and whereby two, for example, two people can give the exactly same lecture or talk. One person can be what most people describe as a very factual delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of, you would, you, would, you would think that they're reading off their slide or something like that, or they're just kind of you know saying those bullet points. They have these bullet points they want to hit, they're gonna say them. It's very business meeting and everyone falls asleep in business meetings. Sure. Okay, sure, fair. Um, you have someone else who can come on stage and be, and be very uh, emotional and get their point across very very well without saying the facts um there uh, oh, without saying the facts so it's or, not or, the... or 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 saying a very minimal amount of the facts okay so 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 there 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 this happens in um quite a few uh let's say ted talk de- mm-hmm. debates whereby they pick and choose the 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 actual points the, the the talking points they want to get across they have maybe five in their 20-minute discussion and then the rest of it is all emotion or stories right and it's very effective and there's been a lot of times where i'm like wow i'm clapping i'm doing that slow clap it, it is it, it it was very intriguing i enjoyed listening to it it made me think um and usually i'm like yeah i agree um and they got their point across with 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 a lot of little facts now i think there is a a disservice because i think there is a really weird middle ground Hmm. whereby a lot of people can't can either do one or a lot of people can either do the fact-based or the emotional-based delivery right and 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 a lot of people think that those are your two options i think that there is a middle ground that i wouldn't consider emotional um but because look at the facts across, and 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 and, and what it, what that would look like to me is someone who is v- using an emotion, happiness or excitement, mm-hmm. and what I th- what's interesting yeah. is you can you can have an emotional argument with your five points, and you get your five points across, people people believe you. You can get your facts across, and you can get no points. But if you if you do this kind of either hype uh, happiness or excitedness, um, it's excited delivery on a fact-based topic, you can actually hit a lot more bullet points and still get everyone engaged. Yes. Um, and, and, and so like, I remember, I remember I actually did this uh, last Wednesday and um, I was delivering a lecture on the, the discussion of how, or, or the importance of experimental design and clinical trials to a hundred person lecture. Okay. Um, and I just love that topic. Like I love designing experiments. I love thinking everything through and making sure that my experimental design, no one can question it. And I love telling people all the fun facts about clinical trials. Um, 
and I do it with a lot of childish whimsy when I when I when I talk. Like I'm bouncing around a lot. I'm walking a lot. I'm Steve Jobsing it up. Um, so are those is, is that um, is that emotional expression? Would you say, or is that like just some some other thing that's Ex- like drive, I, I, like or like it's techn- like it's technically it's technically an emotion. Like is ex- showmanship though? It's like that sounds to me like you're describing showmanship. Showmanship like being engaging yeah. isn't an emotional appeal. Okay, yes, that's a good way to put right. it because because yeah. I'm saying because I'm kind of saying excitement and happy, yeah. but I think showmanship right. is is the is the key word because you can be a frontman in a band and you can be a great singer or you can be a very with, with, with heavy emotion or just technically a great singer. But if you're a good showman and you're throwing the you know mic stand around a lot or doing whatever. Yeah. Once you're a great like, showman, you like transcend emotion and fact. Right. So, so I think there, I, so I, so yeah. I, so I think that maybe like, that's why I don't like emotion because generally, at least based on the feedback I've gotten, I, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I, again, don't really like, if, if you have feedback, I would like to hear it and improve, (laughs) but generally people have said that, you know, that was a very interesting presentation and whatever. And I think it's due to, I know I'm very good at being a showman when I'm delivering stuff. So like, sorry, go ahead. So the difference that I would say like between showman and, and like showmanship and being, and having emotional appeals. Great. A, a, a speaker that leaves their audience feeling elated and entertained is is not a bad speaker. That's not emotional appeals. What I would say would be emotional appeals would be appealing to things like sadness, uh, greed, uh, guilt, guilt. Yeah, like like the um, really sad. So this is Christmas. You know those sad like Make a Wish that, Foundation. That's, a, that's a sad thing. So it's this so is sad. I'm so happy now that it's Christmas. <laughs> the, no, the have you ever seen the starving children in Africa? And it's like oh, to that song. Right. It's awful. Yeah. Like, yeah this is why I don't great own song, TV because I don't like really, being sad. <laughs> so like those things are emotional appeals, uh, appealing to like anger and 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 like really primitive urges and emotions i would say would be emotional appeals and using emotion rather than just like being really entertaining you know that's has to do with body language you could be really emotive with your eyes and your eyebrows and you know whatever uh the more that you're appealing to your audience it kind of isn't the same as emotionally appealing to your audience you know in a weird way is if I if if I if I take this discussion, you did you only correct me from like I'm, I didn't quite hear every example. Did you only use commercial based examples as an emotional appeal? And I say commercial just in terms of um, examples that re, that are looking for a, a donation or some sort of service upon your behalf. Was were those all the examples you used? Well, um, that's I used one of them as an example, but but some. Like some don't necessarily have to like just UNICEF doesn't have to always appeal to to human sadness and our, our ability no, but, to comprehend grief, but it's very but, very but, common. But is there? Because I'm trying to think of a scenario whereby when you, when you're doing those emotional appeals, that you're not looking for someone to do a free service kind of for you or do something other good to their house. And the and the only reason I bring that up is because um, one. I would, uh, for, for, for some reason, there's some urge in me thinking that I think that you can, if, if you deliver one thing with emotional appeal, 
versus delivering it with some sort of really good showmanship. And again, showmanship can be very creative. I can look at a bunch of different things. Sure. I, like I couldn't sit here and explain you every single way that could look. Um, but if you, if you use something in showmanship, I, my gut instinct it wants to say that you will more or less get a higher, okay, I was going to originally say you're always going to be better, but I'll say you will definitely have a higher success rate in whatever outcome you want mm -hmm. with good showmanship versus emotional appeal. Oh yeah, 100%. That's right. Emotional yeah. appeal is just usually an easier thing to be try, attempt. Because if you can impart showmanship to facts, you, you bring with it credibility and credibility goes a long way these days like whether or not people actually believe the things that you're saying if you're just saying oh well like feel bad for these things because they're happening mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter as much but if you're actually like able to show things and 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 like make people actually motivated to do things like by being a good showman and producing the right facts then i think that that does a lot more i think it's it seems to me that showmanship is it's modeling like like i like when you're when you're in front of the lecturer and you're talking to 100 students about experimental design you like everyone watching you um like totally believes that you're a scientist <laughs> and they can like imagine themselves being scientists by watching you like mm -hmm. model uh, model your excitement and so so it, it seems like you're you're you're, you're um yeah you're, you're just like you're modeling the modeling the facts or something like yeah like, like you're like the human and, representative and or something I, I, embodiment I, of fact i I, yeah. I i kind of like <laughs> your description there like bringing into me being a scientist because i, I i've realized that um over the last year and a half that I've literally been mm -hmm. a like frontline scientist because like the previous the, the the five years before that I was kind of like a sideline scientist I, I would call it um, I wasn't like actively engaged as I am now um, I don't really think that I appeal to people's emotion but the way that you know I express my ideas or express my and my ideas are usually just straight up facts that for some reason people have this tendency to believe me and then i'll just go back and say like if you don't like please critique me like don't just take what i say for mm -hmm. a fact because i I'll, I'll never say that i know everything um but for some reason just the way that i happen to deliver things people generally will believe me but i again i don't i don't have emotional appeal to anything right at least i don't think so gunner, so gunner can correct me if i'm wrong because he works with me every literally every day <laughs> i have the same problem i people people tend to believe me but i don't think storyteller i don't think that is so maybe i that's think yours is a story i think i think your your showmanship is a good story mine is i think something to do with just the way i carry myself yeah because yours usually involves a very entertaining like yeah so little so, quip so maybe i so maybe i i appeal to to people's emotions on some level because they they enjoy to be entertained by my things and they get some knowledge i don't know maybe that's why I, but it's like, so, so so but again i think that's also mine though so like a showmanship just appealing mm. to someone's the emotion of wanting to be entertained <laughs> is that an emotion though i or feel like the, i feel like this is a relic of the term showmanship yeah um i mean 
when you're telling a, a story, I mean, you're, you're, you're like creating a character. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's not necessarily like, 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 like you're, you're trying to persuade someone with emotion. You're, you're creating this, um, third, uh, you're personifying an idea basically. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and, and same thing with, um, with, with what you're doing in, in your, in your lectures. I guess I'm just personifying myself. Like, 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 if I think of it that way, because like, cause like, cause like, I'm thinking of like how, how, how sometimes Gunner like says things. I'm just like, man, I'm so with you right now. Like I'm, I'm just like engaged. And and I realize like 20 minutes later, I'm like, wait, what the heck did he just say? And sometimes I'm like, wow, what he actually just, when I actually think about what he said, um, it's either really good or Gunner. Sometimes you're just like off your, off your rocker. So far left field. Um, But I think that's but Just yours, like I, I think, the weird thing is yours is is is, is you're building a story, so, you're, so that can either involve a character or that can be some sort of idea that you're kind of giving some sort of characterization to. Right? Mm-hmm. You're making you're making your idea into a caricature, okay. and while you're talking, I'm kind of taking stuff in. But what I realize, I I think just now is I realize that when when you're done, I don't necessarily know what the hell you just said yeah. like, like like i'm with you i'm like yeah a to b to c to d to e to f to g because it was a great story like great great through gate three act thing but then i have to think about it whereas i think when i talk like by when i'm done you will have already known you will know what i was trying to get across and you will have already made your you would have already learned what I wanted you to get across. Whereas Gunnery, I think you have to process it a little bit. Little bit which, I, I'm well, like, not I think sure it, about that. Well, I think that's with anything with a story, though, where it's like, well, you, you, you like a story look for the moral in what I say. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like a story. You, you you go watch a movie. You'll have some sort of initial response to it. You'll either be engaged or not. You'll be like that was a great story. But when you start, you know, thinking about it, like when you're trying to go to sleep at night, you'll be like, wow, there was so much symbolism or whatever. Sure. If you want to go that route. I mean, w- t- just to keep talking about Gunner. Yeah, <laughs> Gunner psychology. This is the Gunner, this is the Gunner podcast. <laughs> All right. I thought it was going to happen sooner or later. <laughs> well, well, one thing I find with um, our, our conversations, Gunner, is that you, you sort of begin at the moral and, or like the, the conclusion and then try to rationalize your way to it. It's sort of like te- yeah. sort of teleological. Your Benjamin acceptance. Button story. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> And but but the really cool thing is is that you um, you repeat that process constantly, and you like you ch- try other conclusions, and you try to rationalize. I wonder if that's even something that I'm consciously aware of, or if it's just like I knee jerk just do that because it's a style I've learned of how to communicate. I think it's really cool. Like uh, I really enjoy our conversations for that reason. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I I, th- I think this is definitely but, his style because j- like Gunner just likes randomly making up theories and hypothesizing why things work and trying to connect ideas. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really know what he's trying to get out of these connecting his ideas, it's, but he's just sitting there connecting ideas. It's actually one of the reasons why I, I love listening to like Sam Harris speak because right. he does the exact same process in which he's just like, all right, let's come up with some thought experiment and like goes on this tangent and he 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 conceptualizes it in such a way that you can't help but at the end feel like yeah no what he was saying is spot on but that's such a dangerous skill to have like that is that is like that is like the dark side right there well it's you know i have a purple lightsaber 
I'm a little good, little bad. Because because like, like, that skill in and of itself is like almost the equivalent of of, of doing an emotional speech because you can string together ideas and connect them so well (laughs) that they stand up within that box. It borderlines on charlatanism, really. Like it, it is really what the heck is charlatanism? This is going some like history stuff that I don't know. Like, uh, like a snake oil salesman. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you want to be, you want to be cured of your, uh, I don't know, gonorrhea, and he'd sell you some like, pretty much the the beginning of naturopathy. It's he'd like sell you sugar snake water. water. Yeah, sugar water. And it's like do me, nothing. It's like me going to Portugal and them selling me oregano, which is actually them yeah. saying saying it's black, and, but they're selling it as black tar heroin. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so 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 like. A charlatan is someone who's just really, really good at selling ideas rather than rather than goods, like a snake oil salesman would. That would be my definition of a charlatan. That so you have right. like yeah. innate marketing abilities for kind of thought. Ooh, weird. Well, well, well even even yet, yeah. well, it doesn't even have to be thought. <laughs> Scary like, to the, consider. The fact, the fact that you can do that is just I think, means like you have a great intrinsic I th- marketing. I think you're really good at connecting ideas, and like you're. Really good lateral thinker yeah i don't know this conversation is making me feel uncomfortable now <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right, all right let's change the subject um, <laughs> before I, we delve too deep into my psychology you, what are you good at <laughs> what am i good at i mean i should oh, actually ask uh, gunner what's tail good at? yeah this, that's fair <laughs> yeah yeah and what am i bad at please well i I want to open up. If we're gonna, if we're gonna get up. into this, this is a personal uh, therapy session oh, at the man. end of this podcast. <laughs> um, I don't. Taylor is really, really good at uh, looking at all of the uh, like other sides of these arguments. Like playing devil's advocate is is like seems to me to be his strongest suit because uh, at least in our conversations, I'm I'm very um, like knee jerk. What mm-hmm. is the what is the what is the word for reactionary? It? Yeah, kind of rea- impulsive. I'm mm-hmm. very impulsive in my reasoning, um, and so I can just kind of jump to conclusions very easily. <laughs> which is, you know, if you listen to me speak, you guys will figure it out. Um, but Teo is much much more grounded because he looks at kind of the larger scope and and kind of objective. Um, you know what is actually happening in there and considers these things more complexly and i think that would probably be the the strongest suit i think very anchoring i think another thing to add is um yes well he he is usually now that i think about it you usually try to be i don't know if you're necessarily contrarian but you're at least like you're you're kind of critiquing in terms of i think you just because contrarian would kind of be like I want to always be devil's advocate, but yeah. you, but you, but yeah. I think you definitely disagree for like, the sake of it. Okay. That is interesting. Why do you think that? Or mm-hmm. have you thought about the other side? Like you, you kind of just, it's more like you're just reminding right. everyone. But, uh, but I, what I think is, what, you want to, you want to jump in there? No, no, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Um, but I think, I, I, I think the, the other um, thing that Tao is really good at um, is that, I don't think I've ever seen Teo get emotional, ever. I've seen it a couple of times. Like, it's rare. like, yeah, it's rare. like, like I, I can see, I can see him do it. I can definitely see him do it. But you like, see it in his eyes first. But th- that is true. <laughs> but like, like, like Teo's this type of person. Like, as I was just sitting here watching him, he, he usually, he usually watches what you say. You see like an initial reaction on his face, yes. and then he stays silent for about like one minute, and then just randomly he's like, 
okay, I've made my like perfectly constructed sentence yeah, of what yeah, I want to yeah. say. So, mm-hmm. so he usually halts himself before he says anything that I think is emotional. Cause I, I, I like, I've never, I, I, I don't think I've ever heard you say something that sounded kind of like aggressive, like, no, my ideas, whereas me and Gunnar can, can, we, we can quickly flip a switch and just go back and forth with each other. <laughs> um, and, 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 and it can, and it's not necessarily a, like a classic yelling match. It's just a, who can get louder match. <laughs> yeah. Learned that from my family. Um, but, uh, whereas tail just like, man, you're just always smooth jazz all the time. Thanks. <laughs> I, I think, I think, one of my biggest weaknesses is is the um i i get stuck in details like i i'm i'm, I'm i always want to have like this really um deep understanding of the the deepest understanding of the biggest picture and so i end up paralyzing myself is that sometimes. details though or is your or wouldn't details be the biggest understanding of the smallest picture right parsimony um uh, well I think I think by details I mean trying try to think more deeply and make more connections and um, so you're like have, like really precise definitions and, and all that stuff and, and and maybe you're always like I don't want to have a three hour podcast I want to have a seven hour podcast yeah because yeah. I want to like, I want to get more details <laughs> but yeah. I think I think that's uh, it plays into your strengths because it adds to the thoughtfulness of your rebukes so like if you're actually going to uh, like say well, Gunnar, I think you're wrong because of this. It holds a lot more with it because uh, it comes with kind of the the um, idea that you have kind of considered this deeply in the broad sp- scope of the facts. So, so it can be bad. I imagine, um, like if you if you do get stuck in like, well, let's define what a debate is. And then that <laughs> and then that ensues for two hours or something yep. like that. I can see that being problematic. Right. But if the goal is to have a discussion, <laughs> see, I, 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 th- I think Teo has a better, if we call what we just said a problem, Teo has a better problem than me because while Teo gets stuck in the details, that just involved like he's willing to, he just wants to learn the details. It's kind of like a, a scenario where if I have more time, I'm going to dig more stuff out of this mine. Hmm. Um, whereas mine is, uh, I think my and I, my common biggest flaw is um, when I'm having debates or discussions, which is why I hate talking. I absolutely hate talking. Like, I'm really good at talking. I'm really good at giving presentations, but I hate it mm-hmm. because as what I just did literally just now is I don't like going into the mine and taking what I can out of the mine. I like first writing all the safety protocols to the mine and deciding who I'm going to hire into the mine, deciding what uniforms we're going to wear. Like I want to give you all the detail up front to then go get that piece of diamond that someone dropped in the mine that was already there and then pick it up and leave it, which only would take like 20 seconds. But I did all this corporate corporate work. Okay. So like you over plan? Is that a way to think? No, because because it's not that I over plan. It's that I, it's that I over I over preemptively explain because <laughs> right, right. you're like, yeah, yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> because I don't, I don't ever plan like, like, like my, as I, as I told Gunnar, I think like two weeks ago at this point when we were talking is it's like, I actually live my life with zero plan whatsoever. When people <laughs> ask me like what I'm, what I'm doing is, is, is my thing is always, it's, 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 um, 
it's better to 100% a half-ass plan than to mm. um, half-ass a 100% plan. Right. Because, and, 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 even if you, and even if you try to 100% a 100% plan, things are always going to arise. So why right. would you even write a 100% plan in the first place? So with that, with that logic, I just never really plan anything. I just kind of wing it. So I think, I think yeah. this is, um, this kind of links with your, with your tendency to just want to critique all the time. It sounds to me like, like you have the, the traits of a really good teacher <laughs> trying, to get, <laughs> trying to get everyone to think and, um, explain from multiple different angles. And like, that's, that's, that's positive <laughs> too. But like you would think that you would like, to me, I just think, I, I think it would be like, a, like, a, like theoretically when I say that it would make me a bad teacher. You would think, because I'm like, I want to explain everything, but to maybe I have this point. It's it's really weird because like well, in a podcast, if if I have point G that I want to get across, I got to explain every letter up to there first. Yes. When really I could have just started at F because everyone has some sort of intuitive understanding right. of A through H. But for some reason, like I don't. If I plan, but I don't plan my lectures. This is the weirdest thing. Like when I'm lecturing, I I I have the most minimal slides you'll ever see when I'm when I'm giving when I'm teaching and I just wing what I'm going to say. And I guess, I, I guess it's because I have some sort of framework in my slides, like right. my minimal slides. I have like three words on every slide and I know what I'm going to say based on those. And it keeps me mm -hmm. on track. Um, but as we, as I literally, again, just did <laughs> when I don't have sort of a prompt to keep me on track, I tend to detour and I'm like, Hey, right. look, that's a pretty tree. Let's go over there. And then I eventually will come back here. And in a podcast scenario, that's a very bad thing because in a podcast scenario, I will detour and then someone will be like, well, your detour is interesting. But I'm like, no, I actually had a point in the first place to make. Right. But one thing I did find interesting, which, I, which, 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 which in, in this conversation is that Teo said I'd be a good teacher. Gunnar, I think, is a good marketer. What the heck's Teo's, I like, a job? Please tell me. Someone who has to look at the broad scope of a problem and then proceed with a possible answer sounds like a mathematician honestly <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what i was nailed it. I, I wanted to see if someone would agree with me because i'm like that just yeah it just sounds like a mathematician it's not it's because you can't it's not necessarily a manager it's could be applied to a bunch of stuff but could it be like i i can't think of another scenario like could be applied law, to. maybe but that involves debate yeah, I don't and like, really like, like, debating. like, like law would make him require, like, yes, he would learn a lot, but it, but it also like sometimes involves like heavy moral applications of that law. Whereas Teo seems to just like, Teo is, the I mean, Teo is a university. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he would be well, a university. So if, if I could be a lawyer, <laughs> uh, like if, if I could just write, <laughs> Mm. like write everything that i would have to say in like a like if i was, a, if I was yeah. in court or something then but i, I feel like the process <laughs> the process is analogous like you have to kind of consider yeah. the problem in a broad scope and then kind of be able to elicit a answer within that context i feel like that's very prosecutorial sometimes i don't think tail wants an answer sometimes i just think tail wants no. to learn for the sake of learning yeah yeah yep that's kind of Never ending. I don't want to be in marketing. <laughs> Too late. You already are, Gunner. Life is just a giant marketing thing, really, if you think about it. I guess. So, to continue our discussion. Actually, how, how, how far are we? Like, what's the time? How long is this next debate point going to be, Mr. Tao? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking maybe probably like half an hour. 
Okay, let's it, see. It could be. It could be. It could be. We could blitz. Let's get let's, into it. Let's hear what. Let's hear what it is. Okay. Okay. Lightning round. All right. All right. All right. So imagine that you're at a. Um, you're going to a coffee shop. You're meeting a friend, and you got there like ten minutes early, and um, you decide that you don't want to just sit on your phone um, <laughs> and do work. So you're just sitting there and you're. Uh, looking around, people watching, listening, and you overhear a conversation between a couple people. And um, what what would you what would you have to notice? Like what what behaviors would they would those people have to be displaying? What would they have to be talking about in order for you to conclude that they are having a good intellectual discussion? Hmm. I would just have to be. I, I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be basic. Basic here and just say, I think the only way for me to determine if someone has a good intellectual discussion is if I'm interested in it, and that kind of sounds like super hella conceited. Yeah. Um, and yeah, full, totally. and full of myself. <laughs> I have much like, better criteria. But come like, to mind. But like I, I don't know. Like, 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 like I. Here, okay, here's the thing. Like, I I sit in coffee shops a lot, right? Wait, what? Uh, I sit in coffee shops a lot. Like, yeah, I will, sure. I will free. I have a coffee shop. Like, yeah, this is a lot here. Like three doors down from right. here, and um, the only thing I'm interested in when people are talking is I'm interested in sometimes uh, like whatever they're wearing. It's nothing to do with their discussion, but whatever they're wearing, <laughs> I'm like that's that's cool or that's whatever. Okay. Um, and then sometimes if they're having like business meetings, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious to listen to the person doing the sales pitch because mm-hmm. I like critiquing the sales pitch. Um, and then other things is if someone's being, um, for lack of a better word, an absolute dingus um, <laughs> to whoever they're with or just to someone yeah. in general, yeah. then I'll, I'll usually pay attention to that for some regard. Um, sometimes I'll even jump in and tell them that they're a dingus. So a good intellectual discussion is just a discussion that involves subject matter that you're interested in. Yes, and the reason why, like I wouldn't say to the, the, the example like you described were are, are intellectual, like they're really not because intellectual to me is like, like they're not intellectual okay. because they're, I, any person on earth could engage in those yeah discussions so maybe sure. detach but it like, from the coffee shop maybe just yeah. anywhere yeah okay this is what, what makes library. yeah what makes the intellectual conversation this good? podcast like okay the, the, like to me like to me there is a there to me there is a there there is a there's a very few places that i've ever encountered where i think that i am in an intellectual conversation because okay. a lot of the times I'm not being very stimulated. Um, and wow, you guys, are, my, my idea right here is like evolving on the fly. Because yeah, like, this is fun. Because like, <laughs> it, because if it's intellectual, mm-hmm. basically it has to at some point either challenge my opinion to change it or make me think about my opinion, okay. which is very, very rare. Yeah, very, very rare on a daily basis for me. Okay, um, and and so a good intellectual discussion is one where you're just like so intensely challenged intellectually. That, is that? It's making me think about something. It's using my it's using my brain, and it's like and hopefully with the outcome of making me a better person by the end of it. Right. 
So you weren't thinking, and then someone talked to you, and then you now you are thinking. Because <laughs> and, and, and yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's not even re- reductive to thinking because, like, okay. you know, let's say that I'm having a um, a meeting with the person who. Um, lab I work out of because mm-hmm. you know someone else pays the bills and I just happen to do all the work for them. Um, and if they're say if we're having a discussion, they're like, "Oh, are you? How could you make this? Maybe the, maybe they have a, a question about my experiment. They're like, "How could you make this part of it better?" To me, that's not very intellectual. Like I don't know why. Like technically, okay. it's gonna make me think about what I did and how I could make it better because they're questioning my experiment, saying like. How could uh, you? How could you halt my? Like I'm asking you a question. Can you answer my question, or do you have to change your experiment to make sure that you can answer my question? Um, because if you, basically science is convincing everyone that your experiment is sound, there's no like holes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't consider that all intellectual for some reason. I don't know why. Is that, is that maybe because you have like a checklist of things that you need to make sure? It doesn't. For an experiment? It doesn't sound like it's necessarily like you're being like conversed with just told to go and consider something more deep yeah here's well, a like, like no because some because sometimes it's like you can have a back and forth with that where mm. where where you know maybe they can either guide me in the right direction they might not know what direction i need to go mm-hmm. but th- th- like you could you, there's definitely scenarios where it's like you know just think i'm trying to think of like any sort of daily scenario whereby someone's like could you do this better and you're like i don't know like like actually earlier today where it's like this is my idea um with um, how we're going to release this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then, in, so that's kind of my experiment. Gunner then came in and said, well, have you thought about this? And I'm like, wait, no, I haven't. Um, so then I kind of modify my opinion. I give it to Tao. And Tao's like, well, that sounds pretty good, but have you thought about this? And I modify, like, to me, yeah. it's not really, that's not really so intellectual, I, I but I'm thinking about it. That, that kind of stays tacking kind of into the intellectual realm though um so my criteria for what i consider would be a good intellectual conversation would be so you have a point and it's being driven towards the point might be uh how to release a podcast that might be the point um and so discussion ensues and there has to be some form of like there's agreement so so i think that to make a good intellectual argument or or discussion there has to be the aspect of agreement um and you said and you said earlier you said earlier that you don't think that you can (coughs) sorry uh you said earlier you don't think that you can be swayed in a debate but that's totally false did i say that I, something like Wait, along I mean, those lines, I mean, like, I, I can like, imagine like you don't being cocky and saying that, but like, <laughs> did well, I actually? Well, no, say like that? you, you, you say like <laughs> you didn't say that, uh, but you personally, you said like uh, typically people aren't, they don't change their minds in a debate. You said something along oh, yeah, those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the whole point of debate is to change people's minds. So if you're having an intellectual uh, discussion, uh, first off, you need to be driving at a point. And, and second off, you need to be framing this discussion in such a way that, that you're not so dogmatic on your own argument, that you're, that you're so attached to it, that you're not willing to concede points, and you have to be uh, willing to kind of develop these arguments and come to, like, uh, um, you're both working towards making arguments better. And, and, that's, and, that's interesting. And so you kind of, like, 
selecting as you go along. So, th- so there's progress. Yeah, I would, and, I would say that there's definitely progress. And you're not giving a lecture. It's not like, okay, here's my dogma, here's my argument, yeah. and that's it. And yeah. keep because it's that. a conversation, right? Do, right. Does, okay. that, does that make all intellectual discussions subjective in the sense of subjective? Objective. Which one's the one that's not? The, which not one's a, for debate is subjective. Objectively objective verified. Objective like fact. Yeah. Okay. So subjective. Yeah, I was right. Um, so does does it does it make intellectualism subjective based on the? I'm gonna sound like an asshole saying this. The the baseline intellect of the person. So like like yeah. depend, depending on. What, <laughs> Are you saying, yeah, that maybe sound like an yeah. asshole? No, no, no. You're what you get. The point you're yeah, getting okay. to is right. Okay, because I don't know how else to say that. Like, I don't want to. It's not like I'm saying IQ or something, but like, there, there's a bunch of different intellects mm-hmm. that you can have, and, and and your opinion can be developed, and, sure. and 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 say if we're, I'm just gonna again say an untrue statement. Let's say Gunner knew nothing about art and art aesthetic and all that stuff his intellect in art would be very low. So therefore his threshold for finding something artfully intellectual would be, it would be very easy to have an art discussion to make him think it's intellectual. Whereas, you know, maybe if I've already exhausted a bunch of conversations, I'm pretty bored because my, my, my opinions are already so str- either. St- I, w- I don't want to say my opinion is strongly formed. I just want to say my opinion has a lot of facts that have already been considered to make my opinion. Exactly. And if you're able to sway my opinion, that's kind of what makes it intellectual. Like if you're, if you're able to like make it so that in my naivety or whatever, um, you're actually able to be like, here's why I think this. And you're able to tell me why I, why you think that in such a way that I'm like, okay, well, like that makes sense to me. Like I, I agree. I think that's kind of, yeah, where it makes it more in the in the realm of intellectual so because because in this regard if i if, 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 if uh, the one thing that came to mind was like for me particularly anytime someone brings up jordan peterson for example like you can listen to him you can do whatever i i, I don't really care but for me usually usually when i listen to jordan peterson i have one of two reactions and i don't consider and i don't consider anything anytime listen to him like I'm, I, I, my intellect is either being challenged or developed, or, or, or I don't think this discussion is very intellectual. Um, many, many of the times, the same thing with like a Joe Rogan, um, because usually when I listen to like a Joe Rogan or, or a Jordan Peterson, I have one of two things: yes, what you said makes sense, or no, your argument's flawed. But maybe that's just because I can't want talk to him one on one. Yeah, so exactly. I, if you were in that conversation, you'd be able to articulate why you think that they're right or wrong, and and you two should be at a point that dogma is so removed from the conversation that you can say, yeah, okay, you're right, or they so say, yeah, okay, I'm wrong. Does that does that make most of does that make most of the times when you have people like passively? Because you can't actively, in a way, I mean, okay, I can't say passive actively, it's an education term, but like, you know, you're listening to a Jordan Peterson video or a podcast or whatever, you listen to a Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, does that kind of make it non intellectual because mm-hmm. a, 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 a Joe Rogan or Jordan Peterson, I haven't listened to Jordan Peterson's podcast or whatever. So I'm just going based off his YouTube videos, full disclosure, but like a Joe Rogan, because they don't solicit 
people to enter into their conversation, whether it's like, like Colin or something. Well, or? I, 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 it, it could be Colin, like Colin would be the coolest thing ever. It could also be the dangerous, most dangerous <laughs> thing ever in the world. But like you could, so, so yes. In an ideal world when people could, you could vet people's phone calls live to make yeah. sure they're not going to be an asshole um, phone call. But like to, to at the end of a podcast to, to promote the discussion, to continue like, okay, these are our initial ideas. Let's continue this discussion with whoever's listening or watching on a, on a Twitter or Facebook and actively like make that a call to action. Then it would be intellectual. But like when I listen to Joe Rogan, it's kind of like a, here's our discussion. Hey, look, it was, I had a cool guest. We talked about some things that are, um, high level thinking. I'm using air quotes and then it, to me, it just kind of ends but with were, were now, they driving at a point and agreeing about it. Like, cause the, well, those well, were kind well, of the well, criteria. It's well, not about your, like whether or not you can have your say in it. It's whether or not what they're saying, it could be considered intellectual, you know? Yeah. So, 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 but like, okay. So yeah, like it's vicarious. If, 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 if I'm considering it between the people in the discussion, like it can be intellectual between them. But if I'm yeah. a, if, mm -hmm. if I'm a third party outside the discussion, I can't consider that discussion intellectual necessarily because I can't engage with that discussion. Because so it's not intellectual until you are engaged. Well, 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 to you? well like, well, like, because, because, like, so like to me, like, you have a Joe Rogan podcast, and it's usually like I hear, the, I hear the phrases between a Joe Rogan podcast, like it's an intellectual podcast because they, well, they, they, it they depends they, on the guest. I mean, yes, well, like sometimes, like, sometimes you have Elon Musk on their smoking weed, but like it's actually a pretty decent podcast. Yeah, that's um, good. But like, <laughs> but like they're sitting there discussing ideas back and forth, and between mm -hmm. them you know, let's, or not necessarily them specifically, but you know, you might have a guest where Joe Rogan is having a conversation with someone else, whether it's not like a flat earth discussion or whatever. And it's intellectual because mm -hmm. between them, they're trying to develop each other's ideas to some extent. But yeah. me as a third party listening to that, it's not intellectual to me because I can't engage in it. Right. Because 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 like, can't you can't I, you I, put yourself in their shoes? Can't you like to try to understand? Oh, okay. Why would a flat earther believe what they believe? And, um, and is is, you need is Rogan doing well at? Um, is is he asking the right questions? Is he put? Is he prodding this person properly? Yeah. But like that. And then and then if 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 I was Joe Rogan, yeah. what questions would I be asking? Right. And, but, the, but like the weird, the weird thing I have with that is it's like almost like in that, if you describe it that way, it's like almost mm -hmm. unintentional intellectualism and well, it can be, or it can't be. I mean, you, you can totally listen to these discussions and with the intent of, you know, with, uh, of, uh, like for, or for, for the purpose of having the experience of listening to other people's to, to people who have very different views than you. Like, I, I don't know anyone who is a flat earther, so I have to, <laughs> I have to go to YouTube or so, 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 true. Yeah, so I, I think there's actually a, <laughs> one specific, like one specific example of why I would consider intellectual. Um, and which is why I often like very non, I, and I don't mean any sort of, um, rudeness by yeah, it, yeah. but I would consider it pseudo intellectual. Um, because to me, it's not actually intellectual. And the reason why is yes, I could listen to that podcast mm -hmm. and I usually do. And usually my response is I would have changed that question. Your wording was mm -hmm. to that question was very leading wording. Um, that answer was stupid. It wasn't well thought out and, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I can't 
jump in there and either change either of those people's opinions. I'm just kind of more just, sure. I'm more thinking about the technique and, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's in a scenario where I'm processing what someone said, but usually it's like, that was a stupid idea because so, I can't really ask them what their opinion is. So like for, 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 where was I going with this? For, for me, I call it pseudo intellectual because, mm-hmm. um, ideally it would be a scenario I lost my kind of my train of thought, but I was kind of going to, it would be a scenario where they would talk. And then, as I said before, you would um, be able to then, okay, these are your opinions on, on this topic. Now I'm going to encourage now that, now that, you know, Joe Rogan, his guest has said their opinions. Now me as Joe Rogan, I'm now going to encourage that other people can tweet me Mm-hmm. And not just follow me, like tweet sure. me, like here's some questions, tweet me if mm-hmm. you have any questions about my opinion. And because they don't, because they don't facilitate right. that aspect of it, to me, it's pseudo intellectualism because there, there, there are, there are a bunch of scenarios whereby I can, I can kind of have an opinion of, I think you're wrong or I think you're right, but I can't develop it really any more than that because I can't have you. Um, explain it any further okay and what so, and what that s- runs into is drive i was driving in the summer um home from vancouver get <laughs> <laughs> a story okay. time. all right like all completely right. 180 driving <laughs> driving home from vancouver in the summer and i was and i had me and a me and a friend went down mm-hmm. to a tech conference and um we were driving back um, um thank god our human overlord let, let us out of the cage um we we're driving back and we were having a discussion on um I want to say it was something of like where do you how do you form your opinion on um left wing versus right wing thoughts sure. and like 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 how 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 do you construct what you think is right and 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 Are you guys th- in the car when you're having this talk yeah couldn't couldn't tweet about it couldn't get anyone else's we were on input. a coca there's no there's no service like it was like four it was us stuck in a car together for four hours okay. um and 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 one and, and just one thing that my 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 passenger in my car brought up which i which i really agree with and i really don't like and this is why i don't like joe rogan and stuff like that podcast because he he made a, the the interesting comment of the issue that i have with let's say Am I right wing? Am I left wing? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they bring on a, 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 a Ruben, the guy who does the Ruben Report or whatever. He's oh, yeah. a very, he's a very right wing guy, um, or that guy who does. I'm sitting down, prove me wrong type thing. Like those are right wing. Crowder, people. I hate that guy. Um, but 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 to to to, he's like I have to like I. I'm curious about developing my own opinion, so I'm going to go in and I'm going to listen to this guy's video and this guy's video and mm-hmm. this guy's video and this guy's video and this guy's video and try and try to form an opinion um, based on passively watching these videos and really to understand a, a right wing view and a left wing view. That's the only way you can do it because none of these individual people necessarily truly allow you to ask them questions directly and have a discussion about their opinion which makes it very hard well, but for it actually to be intellectual for an individual 
Okay, but what, what about reading books? I mean, you can't interact with an author, but they have all their ideas. I don't read books. And by definition... Because <laughs> so, it's pseudo-intellectual to read books? I, I, okay, I, but, I, I legitimately only read uh, nonfiction, because I think that nonfiction, in a way, lets my mind... Well, I'm talking about nonfiction. I'm, but, well, but no, okay. sorry, not nonfiction. Fiction. Fiction is what I meant to say. Like, okay. I only read fantasy books and, and, and stuff like that, because in a really weird way... I think that it's you a read lot textbooks. More. I know you read textbooks. Those are nonfiction. That's, that's, that's not pseudo intellectual. That is my okay. That's the reason based. the reason why I, I brought up like whether or not you're in the car. So like yeah. by definition, if this conversation happened within the confines of your car and no one else was bringing in uh -huh. outside information, uh -huh. by your own definition, doesn't that discredit that conversation as being intellectual? Did I say it was intellectual? Well, like that means that literally it makes every single conversation pseudo-intellectual if you're not able to put other people's opinions into it. Twitter has to be there. Yeah, you, I, you're, I, you're, you're, you're predicating... you not tweet yeah, exactly. <laughs> conversation? You're, you're predicating an intellectual conversation on social input, which I think is just horribly wrong. Look, if if well, someone was no, in the park, no, if someone was in the park talking about quantum theory or something like that, I would consider that to be scientific. Or, or, scientific, or, or yes. sorry, not scientific. Um, intellectual an intellectual conversation regardless whether or not I could have my say in that conversation or not so and I think that that principle essentially applies to every type of conversation whether or not the subject matter is highfalutin or not it's still the the the, the theme applies because there is an air of okay we have a topic we're driving towards uh, a, an ends to this topic we're, we're actually trying to get somewhere and we're we're taking steps to get there by by formulating arguments and opinions and having agreements based on those arguments and opinions that's to me what our intellectual conversation is right. so i 100% agree with you yeah in terms of if that's your definition yes um i will i i I knee jerk really want to agree with what he just said. Yeah, like I'm like, damn, Gunner, you told me a really good story there. It's but not a story. I, I, I literally, <laughs> I, I, I didn't add I know, I know. anything <laughs> into that that was entertaining no, but, value. But but um, that was very entertained by. It. I don't know what you're talking about. But no, the the, <laughs> the 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 one thing that I like to me with with how I started this because mm -hmm. again, I really want to agree with the Gunner, but I'm going to stick to my guns here. All right, um, you guys get louder because because <laughs> because I started. Started say, I started in. saying it that if like because the question was around the, the 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 initial like why don't I think most people's discussions in coffee shops are intellectual, and I think I my opinion evolved from the idea of it to be intellectual. It's all relative to the to me or to whoever's the listener is in that context. Like if, if you're listening, if, if Tao's listening to the conversation, it's is the conversation intellectual to Tao? Because the conversation is intellectual to Tao might not be intellectual so you're taking, to me. So you're taking a intellectually relativistic approach. Yes. Nice. So there's no objective notion of yeah. intellectualism. Correct. So, so because, be, well, they're, they're like, because, because, right, because one has to be challenged. Because, because so in, in that in car, it could technically be I think by my way of thinking, it could technically be intellectual from my reference frame because okay. I'm involved and his ideas could challenge my ideas directly and I could directly immediately respond to it. So what if somebody has a discussion 40 years ago and then you come across it, hear it, can't say anything to it because they're both dead now? Is that no longer intellectual even if it sways your opinion? 
I want to call checkmate on that. Yeah, I think that, I think that was good. <laughs> nice. So, because, so, because, because, yes, so like, all I'm arguing essentially yeah. is that there is an objective basis for intellectual conversation. Man, that sounds like such but a pretentious like, way to say that people can actually be smart when they talk. It's <laughs> my, 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 cause, cause I want to say checkmate and I will say checkmate. My, my only thing is I wish I knew what the person wrote because I think that would like, depending on what the person wrote 40 years ago, that might be intellectual or not. Wait, like wait, like 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 for example, some, you would know it if 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 if, if well well I mean like in in Gunner's example, mm -hmm. he said he just he just made the statement if you're given a book, sure, or forty years that's from written forty years conversation, ago, conversation anything or like, anything yeah, a, a transcript whatever, mm -hmm. and you're given it forty years ago and you can't directly ask mm -hmm. the people what they're asking is it intellectual? The issue that I have with that, but I will say checkmate, is that <laughs> I don't know the context of what was actually written. So for example. Because so because potentially you could have a situation whereby again let's say it's a transcript of a Joe Rogan podcast. I don't and it's the flat earthing podcast. I might not find that overly intellectual or stimulating. Maybe it's maybe it's a maybe it's a highfalutin science maybe. discussion that I could understand, but I already know the answer. It's not intellectual. Um, Maybe maybe it's the 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 mind comp, and I'm just reading Hitler's. This was Hitler's book, right? Yeah, Diary yeah. or something. Yeah, um, no, that, was, and I, that was the book that that got him Germany. So 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 I'm I'm reading this book, and I'm basically just the entire time saying Hitler, you're an idiot. Maybe, but maybe it's something like, um, technically, if say if I actually had the time to sit down. And potentially read um, a religious text, the Quran, the Bible, or whatever. To, and this is why I'm conceding this point is because I think if it was the Bible specifically or the Quran or whatever intellectual text, I think that would be intellectually stimulating. The reason why is because I live my life not, I, I will never tell someone, um, I will never reject someone's religion. I will never say that you're wrong, you're stupid, you're whatever. Um, because I physically have not read the book that your religion is based off of. Now, your interpretation might be something wild. And, and to my interpretation, the Bible is completely different from yours. But because I haven't read your reference text, I haven't formed an opinion on that. So while I'm reading the Bible um, front to back um, with maybe some minor reference guidance, um, my opinion on whether or not at the end of it, maybe I'll, maybe at the end of it, I will have an opinion that um, the, the whatever's in the Bible is just a bunch of dingus talk. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I won't. I, I, I can't form an opinion because I, as of right now, I haven't read it. Sure. Um, but, you know, because I read it, maybe I agree with it, but maybe I don't agree with all the points. Does that mean all religion's bad? Okay, but now if I read the Quran, maybe, I'll, maybe now I'm like, well, these points are really good and these points are really good and if i put them together i get a really good thing like so so if i'm reading so so the reason why i'm checkmating is because if it was i can think of one example as of right now and if it was religious text i would consider that intellectual because i haven't formed an opinion on it okay so you have an opinion on everything else yeah 
not necessarily. I'm just like, okay. like, like, just, just, I'm, I'm conceding checkmate based on one example that I can think of that works. Now there, there are definitely going to be things. There are definitely going to be things that, if you gave, if you gave me a transcript of X, Y, Z, and I couldn't talk to those people, there are, there are definitely examples that I wouldn't consider intellectual. Like maybe it's just like a hot cross buns recipe, like whatever. Um, but in in the but proper by, context, but, but, a I mean, hot cross buns recipe could hold every bit as as much moral guidance as a religious text. <laughs> and and I'll go back to Sam Harris because he literally does this in one well, of his podcasts, and he he finds the meaning in oh yeah in in I can't remember what it is, but it's like right chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> some recipe like that. And he 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 takes it all out of context. And, and he finds the meaning in that. So by that criteria, if Sam Harris can find the intellectual meaning out of a uh, cookie recipe, I think that that stands that anything that was ever written can essentially be extracted to the point of view from the, from the beholder to have some form of meaning, which therefore doesn't make everything intellectual. My knee-jerk reaction is I would very like to see that reference of that podcast. Because it's, fun. it's because it's so funny. Because I laugh out loud because I, every time. Because I because this is Jordan Peterson. If 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 I listen to that, I would imagine that there's a lot of um, literary devices that are used to get his intellectual meaning. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's and, and that's, and that's, and that's more of a th- a hilarious thought experiment to me than intellectualism, because I get what he's doing, sure. and it's kind of just hilarious to think about you applying poetic devices yeah. into a cookie recipe do i think that's intellectual no but without he, listening to it but i might think it blows my mind when i do yeah it might be funny but i don't think it's intellectual it 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 if if what you're trying if what you're saying is that the religious texts are are intellectual because they have meaning and you can find that meaning and because you haven't read them yet you don't necessarily know that meaning I can say the same thing about a cookie recipe. Right. I found just as much meaning in this cookie recipe. You just haven't found it. So my my belief in this cookie recipe as being, you know, fundamental to my being is is just as valid as as you saying that about the religious books though. And and therefore you reading a cookie recipe would be an, an intellectual. Yeah, part, and totally intellectual. Part of, part of my issue with that is that a cookie recipe to me seems more like a textbook, uh, see, whereas a Bible seems more like a non. Well, that, like that's, a that's not the crux. The crux is that it's text, and meaning can be extracted from it. Yeah. Um, the, the the problem that I think that you keep running into is that you probably because I've read a bunch of cookie recipes, so I kind of know what's in the cookie okay, recipe. It's a croissant recipe. I think well, I still know what's in the croissant <laughs> recipe. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> recipe, uh, something you've never cooked before. Um, I think the problem that you keep running into is that you you're you're you want to apply this subjective uh, basis for what you find to be intellectual and applying it within the context of yourself because it, if you do that then you kind of well you can say anything is intellectual because um to to someone who went mm. without oxygen for like 50 minutes mm. while they were a baby and has severe brain damage and can't necessarily comprehend anything everything might sound super intellectual to them or something like that right because they would be just like uh, amazed by the arguments that we're able to like say right. and and Fair. so and i and so I, I think that if you're not trying to 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 define it objectively then you, you'll kind of always end up running into this well there's this example uh that That's kind true. of de- beats mm-hmm. this 
this idea yeah, or whatever. It's, it's we, can, we can also have two words. <laughs> we can, yeah. Like your definition, Gunnar, of intellectual. And then you can just say like, oh, okay, well, some, some conversations are, or some intellectual conversations I am not stimulated by. Yeah, totally. Because like, I, just I, I 100, I 100% <laughs> agree with you in that because there are some conversations that by my definition I would consider to be intellectual but are by no means interesting or stimulating for me. Okay. So, 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 right. so, yeah. so intellect, right. intellectual, intellectualness and, 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 um, and I guess charisma and, and showmanship and, and kind oh. of bringing it around. Mm -hmm. Those things don't necessarily have to be together because if someone was talking about, uh, like Sam Harris was chocolate chip cookies and he's a very charismatic guy. He sells me on the idea that chocolate chip cookies are, are moral and intellectual but isn't that when in reality they aren't. Okay. Well, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, um, I, I, I think that the idea that an intellectual conversation has to be uh, personally stimulating to me isn't, isn't, isn't a criteria. Mm. Um, but if it was, yeah, definitely no. Like, cookies are, are not intellectual or, or, like, if there's not that meaning, then it's, it's obviously not there. I, I don't, actually don't know about that because, I mean, like... Cookies in general, like cookies, cookie <laughs> recipes generally. Well, like the I mean, one, the one okay. specific interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess I have a pretty loose definition of, of what's intellectual. So I think like anything. I feel like it's tied to um, just uh, sound ra or valid rationalization. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if, if you can. Um, um, yeah, derive this whole moral system from a cookie recipe. I think that's an intellectual thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> so Gunner yeah. seems to land more on the, I think, the objective definition of intellectualism. Yeah, I'm definitely more. We know. Yep, you have it right. I, I'm kind of like I objectively believe so that every, intellectual so conversations are just a character of a conversation. Whereas rather, I'm more subjective because I reference it all to the person receiving the, yeah, the the, the intellect. Right. So 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 there's there's um, the intellectual source or the, there's a source and yeah. the uh, agent and yeah, so it, I, intellectualness is turned by the agent's relationship yeah. to the source. So and they have to jump over a certain hurdle to of expectation <laughs> to get there. So so the one right. thing I want to I want to ask before we close this is Teo. Hi. Who do you who who, who out of your out of your thing? Where, where do you lie on the spectrum? Like, are you in between me and Gunner? Can you see both of us? Are you definitely more Gunner? Like, you think there is an uh, an objective base? I'm just curious. I haven't really heard well, you. Your your short opinion. I think and this might just kind of go back to just the way I think. Um, I I don't like to dismiss things. I don't like to dismiss uh, conversations or. Um, ideas or yeah uh, because if, if something seems if something strikes me as simple or obvious um, if I have you know sufficient time and energy I would much rather dive in and try to see if there's something more complex or like if someone uh, gives me like a really simple um, silly argument I would I'm more inclined to like try and <laughs> make it better or rework it or something. And, and so I, I think um, my definition of 
something that is intellectual is, is quite broad. Um, so maybe I am sort of in, in the middle uh, or, or totally with Gunner. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you're definitely more Gunner leading in this conversation. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, but could... but like, I, I, think, I think there's sort of an onus on, on the agent to pursue um, pursue things in an intellectual fashion. Like I, th mm -hmm. I think it's like an active thing from the agent. Like anything could be non-intellectual or intellectual. It's up to you to kind of oh yeah, totally to like engage with it in an intellectual way. It's, it's more of a verb for me. I think. Interesting. We are intellecting right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of this, my intellect has definitely expanded because I was engaged in the conversation. Um, Gunner might just say that this conversation was intellectually <laughs> stimulating because it just is an intellectual conversation. Um, I'm still not sure whether this was a debate, an argument, a conversation, or a discussion, <laughs> or a critique, or all of the above. But yeah. I, I was going to say moments. that yeah. probably depending on what timestamp you look between, it was probably <laughs> yeah. all of the above at one point. Yeah. Um, now, before we end up closing out this uh, very interesting very surprising discussion that was that, that turned out into a place i did not see coming yeah that so was I, cool. I definitely enjoyed that um does anyone have anything that they would like to plug i got nothing this week you got absolutely you plugged us something on like the private google hangouts conversation i can't remember what it was it, you were like you gotta watch this oh yeah so no funny. it was it was the thing i plugged last time exerbia go watch no him. you didn't it was not exerbia Really? Because because the, the 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 YouTube name channel name was not Exerbia. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 not uh, it's not it Exerbia. Thing? It's like it uh, it's something about well I can't remember, but that's not what it is. The actual link itself doesn't say Exerbia, but when you click on it, it would be. But yeah, like I'll plug him again. He's awesome because it's a the, British chap. Because the 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 user title of this is will unicycle for food and yeah. the title of it is reality is an episode of good tv and we're all fucking silly cats yeah that <laughs> no, is, no no okay i should i should move yes. that first yes. <laughs> we're all silly fucking cats ah yes we're all fucking silly <laughs> yeah no that's him um didn't yeah will unicycle for money i guess is his handle <laughs> Anyway, tell you anything you'd like to plug. Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to one of my favorite artists. Um, his name is Perotin. He's a 12th century um, uh, Gregorian chant uh, um, uh, composer. Great music. First time you'll ever hear polyphonic music. So we have multiple voices playing at the same time. Yeah, I recommend uh, a couple tracks. Um, uh, Sederunt Principes and uh, Viterunt Omnes. It's Latin. Good so stuff. Did you say that was the only time you would hear that? First time? First for, time. Yeah, for, first time. It was time. the first yeah. time you heard that. First occurrence? Yeah, first time, I think, in Western music, where you see uh, multiple like distinct voices playing over top of each other. Is it, What's the difference between that and, say, Bohemian Rhapsody, like the beginning? In my head. How, how does it begin? I don't is this the real life? And it's like four oh, voices yes. interlaced. Right. Like how is that? How so, is that different? Okay, so so um, those are different voices. They're playing chords, so like mm -hmm. you know, they're 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 in harmony, uh, playing like major and minor chords. Mm -hmm. um, before uh, like twelve hundreds, <laughs> um, when people would when uh, 
composers would write music, um, it would always be in like octaves or fifths mm -hmm. or something. And octaves and fifths tend mm -hmm. to not really distinguish voices very well. Mm. Um, and <laughs> and in uh, Pendleton's music, uh, it's um, how how his music is structured is there are usually four voices one's playing like a, just a constant note and then the other three are dancing around in, in a scale and so it's not necessarily the, the case that they're all playing in octaves or fifths is it acapella then or is there instruments behind it uh it's acapella yeah oh interesting and yeah. it's the first so it's the first occurrence in occurrence in western history that that happened essentially yeah yeah as far as i know uh, uh, polyphonic music and, and how do you spell java in harmony how do you spell that perotin so p-e-r um e uh, sorry p-e-r-o-t-i-n we can put that in the description. <laughs> it's an accent. Yeah, I, I, you, you, you said that out loud. And I just kind of heard poutine. Like I, poutine. I, I typed it in my head. Is there like it's like poutine with an R? Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of actually. Um, you have anything to plug, Tyler? Do I have anything to plug? Thank you for asking, Teo. Um, I have absolutely nothing to uh, plug. Um, but I guess if uh, my family was listening, I would have to plug them because it is um, October Thanksgiving. <laughs> that sounds so, like such so, a euphemism. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, family, for existing. Oh, yes. And thanks, all Canadian families, for existing. And you know what? Thank the world for existing because if the world didn't exist, I would, this, I would not be alive right now. And uh, just remember that uh, to do your part in making the world a more greener place, because in 12 years, we're all going to die to global warming. <laughs> yeah. 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 Point in no return. And uh, if you wanted to continue this discussion, uh, you can find us on whatever uh, social media platform that we tend to sit on. And if you just Google any one of our names, which is in the iTunes description, you can find us. And I would love to hear what your thoughts are, because I would love to continue this intellectual conversation with you to make sure that under my definition of intellectualism... <laughs> <laughs> that I can enhance your intellect or you can enhance my intellect because maybe you have something to say that I have not thought about or we do not have time to think about. And if that doesn't suit you, we can use Gunner's objective definition of intellectualism. Yeah. It's a all, choose, all options choose are possible. Your, it's a choose your own adventure podcast. Infinite possibilities. R.L. Stein's Goosebumps, but podcast style. <laughs> Um, and if you would like to potentially put forward a discussion uh, for us to talk, you can always visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash infinite monkeys, um, whereby we have, I think, officially decided that beginning of this, that if you want to be an early adopter of this intellectual slash pseudo intellectual podcast, depending on whose definition of intellect you use, <laughs> um, you can end up uh, hearing our origin story with how we ended up coming up with the name Intel uh, Infinite Monkeys and how this experiment started in the first place. Um, also on that note, if you would like to help this experiment to get more um, funding from our various federal uh, donors that do not exist i think i have to actually say that legally um, you can, <laughs> you can um, find us on itunes and leave us a review and that is basically a form of non-monetary non uh, donation to the cause this experiment to further enhance the intellect of all oh, i think this is our freaking experimental goal i don't know at this point i haven't talked to the bosses but i think we're trying to enhance the intellect of everyone in this experiment and for anyone who happens to engage in the experiment subjectively and objectively.
I think that is absolutely everything. Remember that this podcast is absolutely not fact-checked at all. So please, if we said anything incorrect, make sure uh, either one, please tweet us to correct us. And secondly, uh, sorry, make sure, <laughs> sorry in advance. I wouldn't um, worry about it. Make sure, make sure <laughs> Gunner's always correct, but make sure you Google everything everyone else says. Uh, and that is experiment number 006. We are closing out at 906 on October the 8th and we are done. Yay. Bye. Crunch, crunch, I don't want no lunch, all I want.